out. There we go. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome. This is uh, Swapping Joysticks. We're still messing around with the sound a little bit. Um, but, yeah, welcome. It is the 13th of April, 2023. I'm your host, Ben, and I'm joined by... Me? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to... Me, Ed the... Nightingale. Mute your phone oh, playing as well. Oh dear sorry. me. Oh, but yeah, this is, uh, yeah, so I'm Joysticks, your home of LGBTQIA plus streaming and uh, gaming content. And uh, yeah, the, the stupid thing's still crap. The, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still testing out all these uh, audio options, so it might just suddenly change and stuff. Some fiddling. Yeah. So if you've got a problem with the audio, deal with it, because <laughs> I'm not doing dealing with it during a podcast. <sighs> How are you doing, Ed? I'm alright. I'm alright. Mm. I am excited that tomorrow we are going away. Mm. We've got a holiday booked. Where are, we, where are we going? We're going to Barcelona, uh, which is going to be very fun. Your your old stomping ground. Yeah, I lived there for six years, and uh, it'd be nice to go back. Like everywhere I looked at that I enjoyed going to before, there is like everywhere seems to be still open, which is nice, despite the pandemic happening in the middle. Um, yeah, you've you've talked a lot about food, and and f tacos and tapas and ceviche and whatever else, which is the main reason that I'm excited because I'm going to eat everything. Yeah, I have booked the uh, yeah the the, the uh, ceviche place for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so that will be nine o'clock. Is the table, which is a norm, which is kind of early normal for Spain. Yeah, ten o'clock. Very is late for me. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. be bloody starving. Well, we'll have dessert. We'll have uh, a late lunch. Fine. Yeah. We'll not be going to Seachers, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, Alex, how are you doing? Nine p.m. is not. Nine p.m. is very. Nine p.m. is a bit early actually for uh, for Spain. So yeah, that sh should be fun. Nice. Um, but yeah, it will be nice. I think it's a well needed break for both of us yeah to just chill in a different city and not think about work or streaming or video games for a few days it'll be nice it'll be nice yeah just kind of a bit drained today so i could definitely do with yeah a weekend away cannot complain at all but yeah no that's uh that's that'll be fun there so i won't be streaming on sunday nor on well i'll be we'll be back on monday but you'll be streaming on monday and then i'll be back on tuesday well no we're back we're back monday evening yeah so oh, that's a bit late for you no <laughs> so i haven't decided if i'm streaming at all next week but mm. um but you'll be back mid next week and we'll be back next thursday with the next I don't podcast know. well yeah hopefully next yeah just check where i'm going no no next thursday is good yes that's right so then we can we can tell you about the trip. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so we'll we'll tell you all about it. I'm sure there'll be pictures in Discord as well. Mm-hmm. I feel very low down at the moment. I don't know why my oh that the the gas comes out of it sometimes. Not out of and me. the chair. Or? And yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Um, we're going to be we're doing a podcast a little bit late today because at ten o'clock they're releasing the um. Was it the Final Fantasy 16 20-minute showcase? The State of Play. Yeah, go tell us about it. Um, this a bit more. So, yeah, Sony are doing their State of Plays. And unlike the Nintendo Directs, which often are multiple games, Sony often just do sort of one sort of big focus. 
Um, and it's Final Fantasy 16, which I am very excited about. Um, I'm excited to see more of the game. They've been showing a lot recently of um, sort of shorter clips on Twitter. There was a presentation at PAX, uh, PAX East. Um, and from that, they have been showing lots of new footage. So I don't know what they are going to be showing later, but I am excited to see more. Um, I've got to a point now where I just want to play it. I feel like I've seen enough of it that like I know it's going to be good. So just let me play it now. Um, but I think a lot of the stuff they've shown has been directly from Square Enix, aimed very much at Final Fantasy fans. Whereas Sony doing this, I think, is now trying to be a little bit more mainstream PlayStation because this is PlayStation's big game, really. Like, for the next couple of months, you know, Nintendo have got Zelda, Microsoft have got Starfield and, and Redfall coming. Um, this is Sony's big thing, basically. So they are they are going to be pushing it. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm ready to play it. Just yeah, let me play it. I'll I'll watch the twenty minutes of trailers and stuff, but or whatever footage they're going to show. But yeah, just let me play it now. Hmm. I think it might be a bit more focused on the world and the characters. I think, um, or maybe I just hope. Um, what what they show what they've shown previously in the previous preview round was very much combat focused, and I think a lot of people have complained a little bit that it's um it was all very dark and grim and maybe is not representative of the full game so i think that they are probably quite eager to show off um more of the world um some bright vibrant colorful areas of which i'm sure there are many um and show us a bit more of the sort of rpg side of things as opposed to just the combat which i know that they are they're trying to push because it's it's action for the Fully action for the first time in the series. Um, so I'm sure they want to show off more of the world this time, I guess. Hmm. But we will find out shortly. I say shortly, in like an hour and a half. Hour and a half, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I don't really care for trailers that much. I just want to go and play it. It's like, great, there's a trailer. I don't get excited when I see a trailer too much. It's just like a lo an announcement of something that I want. Yeah, sure, that'd be great. But then I don't care about anything until it's out. Just mm. like, let me play it. Well, they, they have also said there's going to be a demo before release, but they also said that's going to be much closer to release. So I suspect we're not going to get a demo tonight. Mm. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't get your hopes up there. It, and it, so to your point, I'm like, I don't know what they're announcing. It's just showing off a bit more of the game, I guess. The special console? I doubt it. Mm. I doubt it. Yeah, no, that's... Mm. Uh... That's, that'll be, we'll be watching that live in about yeah, an hour and a half, um, seeing what things they, they show. Um, that will be hopefully exciting. Yeah, hopefully it'll get a lot more people in there like watching it. And like I said, the Final Fantasy is not all about kind of the diehard fans. They're releasing the Pixel remasters for those that want to kind of experience the old ones again. But this one is all about the future, so I can imagine it being, you know... Pleasing to everybody rather than just kind of the niche Final Fantasy fans. Yeah, I think the the action combat that they are they have implemented, I think, is very much aimed at a mainstream audience. So it's this isn't a Final Fantasy for like hardcore RPG enthusiasts. I think this is a this is a Final Fantasy for a new generation of of people who like action games and um, 
Oh, would you put the lights on? No, it's about to do now. Um, for people who like sort of new new action games and people who want something fancy to play on their new PlayStation Five, and I think it will absolutely tick that box. Yeah, I'm looking forward and to that's it. That's why Sony are getting behind it. Yeah. So, uh, what have you been playing this week? Well, rather than what we've been playing, we should maybe talk about what we've seen. Mm. Because, well, firstly, we had a lovely Easter. Um, oh, yeah, what and happened? Then, well, we went to see your parents, and we got to play with the puppy, and we had some lovely walks in the Yorkshire countryside, mm-hmm. um, which was very nice. And then, and then we played some video games and, and streamed, and it was very fun. Um, and then to cap it all off, we went to see the Super Mario Brothers movie. In Croydon. <laughs> it's not the best. Uh, I'm... Cinema. Yeah, I know. You hate the cinema. I hate the cinema. Cinema is pointless. <laughs> oh, I've got... I am i don't know, today I'm in low energy, kind of dead. But I will have... I'll find the passion to tell you how much I despise the cinema. And everybody that tell goes to it. I just tell hate the cinema. There's no point in the cinema. There's no point in it. Why... What's the point in the cinema? Just watch it at home. Let people pay a large amount of money to see if they really want to watch it and watch it at home. Because uh, it's like, yeah, there's loads of adverts. Uh, there's people talking. There was three people on like TikTok for like half of it, just sitting there scrolling. They didn't really care about it. Talking, whispering. They're uh, making noise with the popcorn, and that's him. Uh, and then like just I kind didn't of. Even have- Slurping and there's people, the smells of people with their nachos or whatever and hot dogs. No, you can't pause it. You can't go for a pee because the yeah, it's just. I hate the cinema, and I would very much be happy for like not for all of them to close and just watch them at home. I would pay more money to see the Mario movie. I would pay like, you know, twenty pounds to show the Mario movie at home. And like two, three people split it. Much better. Cinema is awful. And you have to sit in a chair that people have been sat and slouching like all day and then all week and however many years that chair's been there. The cinema is awful. And it's too loud as well. And also there was a light right in the middle above. They just like kind of imprinted on my eyeball. Ugh. Hate the cinema. I love the cinema. (laughs) Yeah. I I I go to the cinema on my own just to sit and watch films. Well, from I, now on, I love it. Yeah. Um. I mean, I I will admit there are a lot of things I do not like this about the cinema. People being the main one. Yeah. I mean, I, that, that you can't go without. The, well, no, no, no. The best. Okay. It depends what cinema to go to and also when. So I remember I was at university in Manchester and I was bored, so I would just during the day go to the cinema, and a lot of the time I'd have no one else in there. So you just have an entire cinema screen to yourself. So if you time it correctly, you have a great experience. And you've got all the space and you can sit in the dark and appreciate the good quality sound and visuals. Um, I used to work in the cinema. I've worked in three cinemas. That's why you don't like it. No, no, I, I quite liked it when I worked there. It's just recently I've been like, ugh, no, let me watch it at home. I, I, I don't, okay, I don't like the people that go to the cinema because most of them are irritating and sit on their phones and don't listen to the polite notice of turn your phone off and sit and appreciate the film, which is what I like to do. Yeah. Um, I also don't like the popcorn. I think it's overpriced and, priced and taste of cardboard. Um, 
And I also don't like all the adverts at the start. But like I say, if you go to the right one, you've never been to the BFI, have you? Can you pause it when you go for a pee? No. No, shit. But the BFI, or British Film Institute, um, has a cinema on Southbank in London, and it's the best fucking cinema ever because it's full of cinema nerds um, who are there purely to just watch the film. And oh, God, they... can you imagine the smell? No, is it going to be even worse? No, 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 everyone's just, like, quiet and polite and well-dressed because it's, it's fancy middle of London, and it's just... No one eats or drinks or whatever. You just sit there and just enjoy oh, and appreciate the film in a in a very pretentious, critical way. That which like, is my absolute worse. dream. That's even worse. <laughs> I can't even have sweets. Like, oh no, I I love it. Well, people seem to agree with you, but no, I just no, just no. I I liked it when we were watching Lord of the Rings and we'd watch it. Then after like an hour and 20, we'd kind of just pause it. You'd go make some food. I'd relax for a little bit. Then once the food was made, we'd watch more. And then like maybe after about another hour and a half, because it was like the good four hour extended edition, we'd pause it. I'd go for a little pee, stretch my legs. Maybe I'd tidy up. And then we'd, you know, get some wine or something and sit down and watch the final hour. That, I can't do that. That was that was the perfect, perfect way. Once I start, I have to finish. Well, we did. We finished it in one day. That's all you need. No, no, no to the cinema. Also, it depends on what film you go and see. Something like Lord of the Rings, absolutely, you want to see that in an IMAX and appreciate it all. No, the it's ma- four hours long. Yeah, absolutely. The Mario movie is not one to go and see in the cinema. That is one to sit. kids. Yes. So that is one to go and watch at home, in all honesty. Um, so, yeah, it does It does depend on the film. Helio says some movies just need to be seen in a cinema. For example, Tron Legacy of... Just Agreed. get a big TV. You can't get one that big. Just sit really close to it. It's the same effect. Yeah. It's not. Um, anyway, the Mario Brothers movie. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Is it good? No. No. <laughs> um, w- I mean, w- I'll say that we'll probably spoil some of it. So if you haven't seen it or if you, if, if you want to avoid spoilers for a while, I know it's out in different, it's not out yet in Japan, I know, for mm-hmm. instance, which is wild. Um, we- we'll maybe spoil a few bits of it. Um, Saying that, there's not a huge amount to spoil because A, most of it's already in the trailers and B, there ain't much story. Um, And that's kind of obvious just because it's a Mario film. that, Like, it's never going to have a good story. So it's not the kind of film you go into to to appreciate a good story. All the best bits were spoiled in the trailers anyway. Like, all the big kind of surprising bits, it's like, oh, that's in the trailer, you know, the... The Rainbow Road, yeah, that was in the trailer. I remember that. Like, yeah, I mean, you knew exactly what was going to happen. I spent most of the film not really paying attention, but just looking at the outskirts to be like, what can I see? What references? What cameos? What little things are there? Um, which was fun for like reference spotting and cameo spotting. But the film is a ninety-minute advert for Nintendo. Be that the Mario games, the consoles, um, the theme park. And and it did its job in that I walked out and was like, I really want to play Mario Galaxy again. And that 
that is the point of the film and and people will now go to these extravagant theme parks and go oh um you know i i now want to go want to spend as a money on that it's just it's just a very very safe film um it doesn't experiment in any way and that is to be expected it's nintendo they are very protective over mario they're very conservative so it was never going to be a very kind of experimental film um, Hellas brings up Detective Pikachu. That's, That's way definitely better. a much, much better film. But it's because it was a bit unexpected, and it and it played with things a bit. I actually think the Sonic films are better because they are also a bit more experimental. They take a bit more liberty with the Sonic universe and sort of adding Sonic to real life and 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 sort of reality and what you know the implications of that. Whereas Mario is just it, it's just a Mario game as a as a film. Yeah, that's literally all it is, um, which is fine. It's perfectly fun. It's perfectly enjoyable. I had a, I had a nice time watching it for ninety minutes, but it's not a good, good film. Um, it's 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 a film for video game enthusiasts and Mario enthusiasts who will sit and pick it apart for references, not because of story or anything like that. And Chris so Pratt was good. In, Chris Pratt was good in it. Like he, he was, was fine. Fine. Yeah. But I mean, the entire cast were fine mm. because they all just play themselves. Like everyone's going to come out of this and be like, oh my God, Bowser was the best. And I'm like, it's just Jack Black being Jack Black. There's not a lot of Bowser in it. It's just Jack Black. And I'm not the biggest fan of him anyway, but I'm like, he's just playing himself, which is fine. But it's not like, wow. Yeah, that's fair. With his little Elton John impression. That's true. The best thing about it is the music. And by that I mean the score. Um, because it's absolutely full of references. Um, the way it sort of plays with all the sort of Mario themes that you know. The ground theme and the pipe theme and whatever else. Um, the invincibility theme. All of those melodies that you've heard across all the Mario games are all used in different ways if you listen carefully. Um, so... The, so the way the music's done is great. Um, the DK rap is in it, um, mm. but not in full. It's just kind of DK, DK. It's just a lot of that um, for this one scene. However, Grant Kirkthorpe, who composed that, is not credited for it because um, that was well, it was sort of a thing last week, really. But he uh, he was all excited that the rap was in the film, and then they haven't actually credited him for it. So, good one, Nintendo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there are loads of little cameos and things in it. It's it's quite obvious where the next film is going to go. Because um, there will absolutely be more. Um, and make sure, if you do go and see it, make sure you wait until the end of the credits. Because there are two uh, credit sequences, post-credit sequences. Um, one of which is very obviously tells what's going to happen next. Um, but yeah. Spot the reference was fun for 90 minutes. It was that. And like some films you watch and you're like, that was terrible, but I enjoyed the kind of the experience of it. Another one I remember being like that was uh, Transformers. So I, I like finished, finished Transformers, like that was great, but it was also, I could tell it was a, a trash film. Hmm. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, I, I can understand why reviewers have given the Mario movie bad reviews because there is a sort of cynical side to it of that it's all just a big advertisement and it's not 
if if you're not a video game enthusiast and super into Mario, then you're gonna just see it as a fairly basic generic film, which is fine, but whatever. Um, but then fans are gonna go and watch it and be like, oh my god, I love the references, and I spotted this, and I spotted that, and everyone's gonna spot little secrets, and therefore they're obviously gonna enjoy it more. So I can understand the disparity in the reviews. Um, my expectations were pretty low, to be honest, anyway. So I came out of it thinking, that was fun, and I'm glad that I spent 90 minutes watching it. Um, but it's it's just fine and very safe. Yeah. And we'll make a lot well, already has made a lot of money, but I think that's in the news. It is in the news, Ben. Mm. Don't you go I looked that. first. All right, so what have you been playing? Well, before that, I finished Resident Evil 4 Remake over the weekend. At last. Um, and I fucking loved it. <laughs> mm. It was really, really fucking good. Um, I sat and played a good, probably about five, six hours on Sunday, I reckon, and got sort of penultimate chapter and then finished it Monday morning. Um, I will say that I there's one thing I didn't like so much about it, which is the same as the original, mm-hmm. and it's also the same as the entire Resident Evil series. And that's that I don't like when Resident Evil goes off the rails. Mm. And that basically happens in every Resident Evil game. So it's not necessarily a spoiler to say it, but there's always some sort of front that starts the game and is really fun and interesting and a new setting. And then it descends into like military laboratory weirdness and sort of that's when I get annoyed with it because I'm like you've sort of ruined the atmosphere a bit so take Resident Evil 7 which I know you've played and you enjoy that was great because it was it was the sort of madhouse in America serial killer haunted horror vibe which is really cool and was really different for the series but then it becomes a case of well we need to explain what's happening so it's oh wait, actually there's a load of military stuff happening behind the scenes, and then you end up on that ship. And from there onwards, the game lost it for me. I was I, I was just not interested. The same with Village. It's like gothic horror, um, vampires and werewolves and ghosts and all that sort of campy stuff, which it did so well. And then there's that chapter at the end where it kind of just becomes Call of Duty. Um which irritated me, and I'm like, you, you, you're you over-explaining things, and it just loses a bit of the mystery. And I feel like every single Resident Evil game does that, and 4 is no different. So, from what I understand, the final section is actually a lot better than it was in the original, but there's still that sense of it's kind of going off the rails a bit, and I'm never a big fan of that, to be honest. Um, but the village section, the castle section, is so well done. Um, it's not my favourite Resident Evil experience. I think I still like when Resident Evil gives you an area to explore and and sort of like a little puzzle box and you've got to work your way around it all. Um, whereas, yes, 4 is is chapter-based, but it's, it's very linear the way you go through it. So it doesn't quite have the ex- exploration and puzzle-solving bits that I really like in the series. Um... But it's got great set pieces. It's it's kind of a horror thrill ride in that sense, um, which is just it's just really well done. I know I said a couple of weeks ago when I started it, I was I found it really hard. Um, I didn't by the end. <laughs> it was definitely a lot easier by the end. 
Um, I think it's just tricky at the beginning to, because you're underpowered and also it just takes a while to get used to the controls and all that sort of stuff. Um, by the end of it, I felt pretty badass and I knew what I was doing and was able to just enjoy it. And it looks stunning. It's just a really, really well-made remake um, of a game that I think people didn't think needed a remake. And actually this proves it really did. And it's incredibly well done. So it's generally one of one of my favorite games I've played recently. And I reckon it's probably up there with the best of the Resident Evil series, I would say. A lot of people think 4 was the best anyway. And I think this remake betters it, I think, and, and really helps to modernize it. So, yeah. You, I mean, you, you started it. Are you going to play any more of it? Mm, maybe. Uh, maybe I'll play it on stream uh, if there's like a horror, like in October or something. Uh, but I'm not going to rush to play it. It was enjoyable what I played. But yeah, it's... Um, Knowing that it's quite a long one, I'm not sure if I care too much. It is quite long. Mm. It's well paced, though. Yeah. Like, you do it, each chapter's about an hour, and or some are a bit more. I think my playtime is like 18 hours in total, and there's there's 15 chapters, so some are a bit more. Mm. Um, so it is, compared to other Resident Evil games, I feel like it is longer, um, but I feel like it is very well paced. Um, it, it keeps your interest the whole time. Yeah. So okay. I would thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it. Good. But apart from that, I've just been playing some more Octopath. And? And? Final Fantasy. And Final Fantasy fourteen. I finished Stormblood. Mm. I think I said that last week. Oh, okay, maybe. Um, yeah. So I've started the post, uh, post-Stormblood quest now, uh, which I haven't done much of, but um, was nice. Are you enjoying it yet? Kind of. We'll get there. Mm. We'll get there. Um, I, I think once we hit the start of Shadowbringers, that's that's when I have high hopes. Oh no! Now so we'll see. from now on, it's gonna it'll keep kind of hinting at something quite interesting, and you just got to go along with that. And then subtle, okay. yeah, yeah. It's okay. Inter- it builds. It builds really, really well. Mm. What about you? What have you been playing, Ben? Uh, just Zelda, Zelda, and a bit of Octopath, but. Uh, yeah, I've been going through Zelda um, Breath of the Wild, doing a full playthrough, uh, doing all the shrines, which has been fun. Currently at, ooh, 60 maybe? 60 something? That's not bad going. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm getting there. I'm like 59, 60 or something like that. And uh, yeah, no, I'm really, really enjoying that. When I finished it the first time, I only had like 43 shrines or something. So you've so, already surpassed that. Yeah, and there are a lot of shrines that I'm coming up to, and I've never done them before. So I'm, you know, enjoying looking at, uh, you know, trying to work out what I have to do. So uh, yeah, that is um, that, that's been really enjoyable. I'm going to be using the book from now on, though. I think uh, to try and locate the shrines because I do want to finish it before the new game comes out. <laughs> so well, you've got a month. Yeah, got one month. I think. Yeah, it definitely is doable. doable, especially with like yeah, especially with a guide telling me where to go. I'm not going to use a guide obviously to tell me. What to do? Because that, like, would just kind of yeah, defeat the purpose. But uh, yeah, we're gonna be using the guides to guide to try and find it. And then I've done so now. I have done two of the uh, divine beasts. I've done the flying one and the water one. The flying nice. one makes it so much easier to get around. Um, yes, Rivali's Gale is is pretty OP. Yeah, and I'll probably do the next two. I don't know at some point soon. Um, yeah, maybe. If I do a long stream coming out, I think, yeah, because I'll be streaming next Tuesday, I might do one then. 
Um, and then maybe finish, do the fourth one, like the following Sunday, if I'm around. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah, no, I'm uh, making progress and hoping to finish it. Because yeah, I just started this kind of, kind of a little bit on a whim. I thought, oh, maybe it would take me three weeks to do all this, but actually it's going to take quite a bit more. But I'm, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it and looking forward to, yeah, them being able to compare it to the new one when mm. uh, when that comes out. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Mm. Very nice. Yeah, Octopath, I'm just continuing. Those stories are really interesting and I can't wait to, yeah, play more on the plane tomorrow. You're playing on the plane? Well, I mean, I, I bought it, so I would expect so. I'm further in it. Exactly, <laughs> so I'll catch up. <laughs> Even, even more. Fine, we'll see. We'll we'll see who gets the player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, apart from that, nice. nothing. Oh, Marvel Snap, but I'm always playing You're that. You're always playing that. We're always playing that. Let's see what the people have been playing, shall we? Um, I think we've had quite a lot of responses today. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not already in Dixord, then do go join. Uh, we always have question of the day on podcast day asking what people have been playing and then we like to read them out there you go so we'll start with clues who has been playing uh, or has been a gaming butterfly uh, started playing the horror fishing game dredge which is more creepy than horror the inventory tetris is more tetris tree than tetris itself and the variety of fishing mini games it has is fun fairly easy and interesting but it also reminded me of another game that is very very similar called moonglow bay which I've not heard of, um, where you are a retired angler who goes out to fish with your pet dog, cooks the catch, sells the food, and helps rebuild the town of Moonglow. Pretty much the same game, but with a more Stardew-esque vibe. Um, The third is Grounded. I watched a streamer play Small Land, a survival game where you are a tiny fairy in a world where the humans suddenly disappeared. He described it as Grounded, uh, like Grounded and Valheim. So I got back into Grounded and re-exploring the humongous backyard once again. I love this game so much despite not having updates and all for a while. Uh, I'm now trying to build a castle out of mushroom bricks. Uh, Nice. And then one more. I also got into Tokyo Ghostwire and it's an 8 out of 10 game for me. More next week, but for now you can pet and feed the dogs and try to pet the cats. Who are grumpy? Of course they are. Of course they are. But the dogs are the best. Um, Tokyo Ghostwire is definitely an 8, maybe even a 7 out. Ghostwire Tokyo. Is it not Ghostwire Tokyo? Yes, Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, It's definitely a sort of Seven, eight out of ten. Six. I'd say. It's I think all I liked it more than visual you, but... and like the actual combat and everything like that was just generic, kind of, yeah, Steam yeah. game. Well, hopefully, Clues will enjoy it and let us know next week. But Dredge, I've heard very good things about. I'm very interested to to play that at some point because I I've, I've heard very very good things about it. Uh, Randy Pasta, because I was at Insomnia Gaming Festival, I mostly played games in the LAN area everybody else wanted to play. This started with Valorant, a cross between Counter-Strike and Overwatch's class system. I don't play these types of games at all and was predictably destroyed by the pro gamers. It's clear I won't be joining a Valorant esports team anytime soon. Despite it being an unusual game to play at a LAN event, I decided to play The Sims since it was installed on my friend's PC. It was a perfect remedy to my disappointment, uh, my disappointing Valorant performance. Turns out someone else had The Sims, so an impromptu building contest started, which nobody won because the judges decided to go and get drunk. <laughs> Good. Um, Park Beyond had a fancy stand at the event, so I played through parts of the tutorial missions and made a tangled mess of a roller coaster using cannon launchers. The gravity-defying launchers in the game are really fun to play around with, and it's different enough from Planet Coaster to keep me hooked. 
Um, that was also at Waz, but I didn't play it just because I feel like that kind of that kind of game isn't the best at an event because I sort of want to take my time to build something and not have people around me or like a game show around you. Mm. So I didn't play it, but it does look quite fun. Are you going to play it? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, if I get a code. I don't think I'd go out and buy it. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Riley, not much the last week, but I did discover that I can use a non-Xbox controller with Steam. Indeed. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to be playing a lot more Final Fantasy IV Pixel Remaster soon, and Mystic Quest, which I still adore. Yeah, the Pixel Remasters are released on Switch on the 19th, but uh, according to PlayAsia, my, um, mine's going to be dispatched on the 20th. Oh. So it's probably going to be like three months away. Great. Well, thanks, PlayAsia. Mm. That's very annoying. But yeah, I'm excited about that. Me too. Get to play more Final Fantasy. Did you see the um, people <clears throat> that have had theirs preloaded? No. Have you not seen that? That was all. On, the, um, they're all individual, but they've all got a really nice art style. Mm. Let's see if I can find. Let's see if I can find that because it's really nice. Uh... Well, what they have announced, I didn't actually have this in the um, headlines, but they have announced that there is a new that they're coming, and there's also a new font. So it's a sort of pixel, um, sort of pixely font that is much more um, akin to the original. Oh, where is it? Uh... Ben is very quickly searching. I am looking for it because it does look, it did look really good, but um, I can't seem to, can't seem to find it. But uh, yeah, no, a lot of, it's very, very much your, um, um, what's it called? Your oh, there we go. That's it there. Very much your uh, Madonna album. Oh, okay, so the, yeah, so this is the um, the covers the that you get in um, on the Switch library, yes. and they are sort of recreating the um, yeah the style of the original box art. I really like those. They are very cool. Mm. Very nice. Oh, well, that is very interesting. Um, Moni. I started to play Minish Cap on the Switch because for once I wanted to try and play something myself before I watch Ed speed through it. Ten times faster, being a hundred times smarter than me. Hush, Monty. Hush. Um, although I will be playing it on stream at some point. Uh, I usually am not super into old retro games. Bit of shame to admit that I'm with Ben on this here. Yeah. It's older than two years. Unplayable. Don't admit to that. Um, but this one is so adorable. I remember trying A Link to the Past or, or some other older one where I had no idea what it wanted me to do at some point. I'm oblivious as fuck. Leave me alone. So I just quit again. But this one was quickly really rewarding. I don't really want to say much more because Ed's going to play it soon. I will. So I'm wary of spoilers. But it's cute. I like it, says Moni in caps. So there you go. Minish Cap has Moni's seal of approval. And it's old. And it's old. Uh, Liv has been playing a mix of stuff. More Resident Evil 4 to tackle uh, S plus runs and achievements. Liv is the expert on Resident Evil. She's been helping me a lot. Um, I really love the game. I've been playing Tiny Lands uh, in downtime to chill. It's this spot the difference game with 3D dioramas and they're all really adorable and well crafted. My sister was back home visiting for the weekend so we played some Kiwi together. We love that game. Uh, a co-op game where you play as two little Kiwi birds at a postal office. Hectic and hilarious and super good fun. Lastly, Wild Frost, which came out yesterday. It's difficult, but I think I just need to play more and get used to the different cards so I can be better at crafting my deck. 
I played the demo at EGX and loved it, so I've been waiting for this to come out. It's scratching my Slay the Spire itch. I've heard very good things about it. Yeah, those games need to be on mobile or on at least a handheld device. Mm. That, then I would probably, yeah, get involved a bit more, but there's no way I'm sitting at a computer or a TV playing a card game. Mm. Um, Debs, who usually plays lots of unknown games, says, I didn't play many unga- unknown games this week. Uh, I played Mushroom Cats. That's definitely an unknown game to me. Um, which was a freebie on Steam, and it's just a small point-and-click game that anyone can play and finish within 10 minutes. You collect little Santa hats and place them on the cats that are all sitting in a big tree. I did it mainly for the 100% achievements. One of those. <laughs> I also bought Cyclo Chambers, which is a roguelike I played the demo of. Before buying the game, I played the updated demo and was quite happy with the new features, which made me buy the game for $4. This time, I was able to play as a little alligator and have opened about four more new characters and one new level. You basically have to survive 20 levels in the round and fight various creatures that come your way. It's all the basic simple roguelike of repeating the same thing over and over. Another game with a bunch of achievements, which is fun to just jump in for a round of gameplay and see how far you can get or what you can unlock. Deb's turning into an achievement hunter. Yeah, well, turning into. I think Debs has always been one. Mm. Um, I went back to Disney Dreamlight Valley when the new update released and went through the new realm and storyline for Simba and Nala. I also finally started to decorate my island and put in so much time. I moved my house to a new spot and also created a little farm area. A lot of the areas are still empty because I just don't know how to decorate them. For Easter, there are also now Easter eggs you can collect and craft things with. And Wally now has daily and weekly tasks for you as well. When you complete the task, you also get more eggs. I think this feature will only be around till the end of April. The daily task until now has basically been the same thing, which gets quite boring. Some variety would have been nice there. You haven't gone back to it, have you? Um, a few weeks ago I did. I did one stream. It was fun. Mm. I, I don't know how... Well, I don't know if the content updates have been frequent enough on that. Yeah, I think there was one quite recently. Well, yeah, there was one recently, but I mean, like, it does that change enough? And, mm. and keep people coming back or is it just sort of more of the same and people are sort of petering out it's weird is it it's like a mix between an always on game but it doesn't get updated enough to be like a destiny style always on but then exactly it's not like yeah i don't know hmm. do um sidious took a mini break from gaming what uh did play some witcher 3 uh but read a really good book called The Only Good Indians by Stephen Graham Jones. It is a fantastically written, creepy yet gorgeous story about a group of Native American men who did something against tribal law and nature in their past and see that decision come back to haunt and hurt them in a very unexpected way. I highly recommend this book to anyone looking for a spooky read who can handle some gruesomeness. Well, thank you for your gaming review. Yeah, thank you for the gaming review. Much appreciated. Um, you know, so in a few weeks, everyone will be reviewing... A- Vegetables and kind of yeah, films. Exactly, films and music and yeah. whatever else. Or I went to the theatre. Uh, we do that though, so to be fair. Yeah. But yeah, we review everything. Um, Lavi, besides the usual Final Fantasy fourteen, I went back to Disney Dreamlight Valley. Um, as a couple major updates have happened, I now have uh, like 17 new quests unlocked in Kanto unknowingly, and Mirabel has no reason to have such a big-ass house for that tiny ass indoors actually decided to use some of my 20k plus moonstones for the premium battle pass uh, because it includes small world items. So yeah, now I'm over my head with all the quests and I'm running out of room for new characters. Uh, Gary Gary uh, hasn't played anything too seriously in weeks, but I would like to express my immense appreciation and gratitude to Mario Kart, which I brought with to our weekend away in Donegal recently. The trip included a seven-year-old, a six-year-old, two three-year-olds and a one and a half-year-old 
and the peace and silence of letting the Waynes take turns playing it was priceless. I was I was thought he was going to say he was going to uh, express immense appreciation because by training with the pros, he was able to kick the ass of the seven year old, six year old, three year olds, and one and a half year old. I mean, I hope that you were kicking their asses yeah. and uh, you know showing them that they have to compete properly to win. And I hope that one and a half year old is learning some good gaming skills. <laughs> yeah, it's um. Wait, what was this? Was that last? When did we do the gaming or like the gaming? Gaming mag? Thing? That was, that was last Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I won that. Uh, Let's not go there. Mm, Let's not go there. But like when you, it's interesting because where we're quite competitive and there's a bunch of people who play it who are really good and then you go and play against people who are like don't play games that much and you absolutely destroy them and it's like oh yeah no I'm not actually that bad. It's a good feeling. Mm. Mm. Uh, Torn has been playing a bunch of games on a vague rotation. But the game that has really struck with me this week is Wild Frost. It's a roguelike deck builder, so similar to Slay the Spire, that is so cute and charming. There is a lot going on, a lot to mess up if you don't get it right, but more than anything, there's a lot of variation. There are so many unique twists in this game, especially with how the cards are generated, that there is so much to explore and try out. I feel like we might have to give this a go at some point. Not on the stream. Fine. It's a card game. And? No. <laughs> Not on my channel. Oh. <laughs> Um, and then lastly, Cafe. Does your house feel cluttered? Are you stuck in routines that bring you no joy anymore? Are no, you... he's got, we've... I don't think Ed would let this place get cluttered. Wow. Are your creativity uh, blocked because you are afraid of getting rid of what you've achieved, but that is just standing there? If so, then go to System Settings, Data Management, Delete Save Data, and erase that Animal Crossing New Horizons file. Leave those earthly digital attachments behind to experience the simplicity of a fresh new start. Restarting Animal Crossing wasn't that scary after all. It has been nice to just go back to those days where you slowly can push progress forward. Everything is fresh, new and full of possibilities again. Yes, yes. I've been tempted to do that at some point, but I just don't have the time to get hooked on it all over again. But yeah, that is a nice feeling. The, the, the beginning of Animal Crossing is the best bit anyway. Like when you can only do so much in a day and it's like planning where you're gonna do what you're gonna do and I I much preferred that to the end game. Yeah, I'll be starting it again when I do uh, when I do the streams on the charity on my well on my work Twitch account, which is gonna be a little while now because I've gotta go through a big process to uh, to get them set up. But yeah, that will be happening at some point and yeah, we'll be starting a, a new island. A gosh island. Mm. Gosh. Yeah. Very nice. Well, thank you all for your answers today. Lots of uh, interesting games, and some that I definitely want to try out, I think. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the headlines, shall we? Go on, then. <laughs> You're enthusiastic about the headlines. Yeah, um, So, we talked about the Mario movie. Um, it now has the biggest animated film debut of all time, which means that it's beaten Frozen 2. Good, because that's shit. Frozen 2 was better than Frozen 1. No, I mean, they were both mediocre, but 2 was boring. At least, you could, at least they didn't release it in the cinema and you could watch it at home. Wow. I saw it in the cinema. Could you? Or uh, did they release it in... Frozen 2, I went to the cinema. It was our, it was our Christmas film that year, because in our family we always go to the cinema on Christmas Eve. So I went with my mum and my sister. I saw and about a, load a year of other later. Children, so and... About... And we went to see Frozen 2. And then I came back and listened to Into the Unknown on repeat. Oh, that's not even a good song. It's the best song. It's better than Let It Go. It's just... 
There's no chorus. Into the unknown. That's all they sang like 20 times. It's like, no. It's, it reminds me too much of Wicked. It's that kind of uh, music. I'm so glad I took you to see Wicked because you clearly loved it. <laughs> oh, great. Anyway, yes, the Super Mario movie is has, better has than Frozen beaten 2. Frozen 2 yeah. um, and is now the biggest animated film debut of all time, which even though, yes, the reviews were a bit mediocre and whatever else, it just shows you the power of Nintendo and the popularity of Mario that it can make so much money. Can you scroll down a little bit and then I can yeah, tell you exactly how much it made. And yeah, we were just, we were, I, I think we both agreed on the Mario movie. Oh yeah, we're agreed on it. Yeah, it's it's the cinema experience that we disagree on. Um, so yeah, so the Mario Brothers movie in its sort of opening weekend made three hundred and seventy-seven million dollars. That's why they released it. And Frozen Two made three hundred and fifty-eight. So it's like an extra twenty million compared to Frozen Two. Um, so firstly. Firstly, it's not even out worldwide yet. There are still countries that it's not out yet. Um, Japan being one of them, and it's obviously going to be massive in Japan. Um, from what I understand, they have delayed it in Japan, so it's out in Golden Week, which is their sort of Easter equivalent, I guess, of like springtime. Um, so they're aiming it for that time to make more money, um, which seems a bit silly when all the spoilers are online already. Um, so firstly that, and secondly, absolutely there's going to be sequels. Um because oh. they've made so much money off this. Absolutely, they're going to keep making more. Who would you like to be in a sequel? Well, there's one that I particularly want, and it's the obvious one, which would therefore be a spoiler. Okay. Yeah. Stay till the end of the credits. Bye. With, like, the two people. Yes. <laughs> Stay like... till the very end. Yeah. Even if there's, like, one other person in there, and then the person starts trying to clean up all the crap, from the vile public members that like members of the public that just like leave all their trash everywhere. Mm. Just ignore them. Ignore the people cleaning up because yeah, there is something at the end. Yes. Um, another point of comparison is that Sonic Two, uh, the film that came out last year, um, that has gro- that grossed four hundred and five million in total. Mm. And Mario in its opening weekend has got three hundred and seventy seven. So is only like thirty K behind. So 30 million. Sorry, 30 million. That's what I meant. Mm. Um, so, yeah. There's, uh, it, it's popular. It's doing well. If you haven't already been to see it, then go watch it. Give Nintendo some more money. And then go play Mario game. Because mm. it's better. I'm just watching the, like, there's a trailer coming up. And it's like, all the best bits are on all these trailers. It's like... There's the bit where she's doing the assault course. There's the Rainbow Road thing. Then we've got the Donkey Kong section. It's like every single bit of it has been released on a trailer. Mm-hmm. The, the film's only like an hour and 12 minutes. It's 90 minutes. It went very quickly. You were clearly counting. Yeah. Um, dreams. I've never, met, I've never uh, played Dreams uh, from Media Molecule, okay. uh, which was the game that they made after Little Big Planet. Um, and it's like a game platform, basically. Um, but they announced this week that they are discontinuing live support from September. Um, which means you can still play the game, you can still share stuff on there, but they're not going to be updating it anymore. Um, they're, they're migrating to a new server. Um, 
and they are shifting because they are about to start work on an exciting new project, um, which they've said is not Dreams 2. So Dreams Dreams probably isn't going to be around for too much longer, um, but Media Molecule will make something else that hopefully will be just as creative. Um, but it's... Uh, I just thought it was quite an interesting decision when, for instance, Fortnite is... is or Epic are launching more in Fortnite in terms of... Um, uh, like player created stuff, um, and then there's this game called Everywhere that's coming out. That's going to be like a new platform to make games within games. That's exactly what Dreams is in this kind of metaverse thing. But they are stopping it, um, or, or seemingly about to. Um, so yeah, an interesting choice. Um, so you can still play it, but mm. it looks like that's winding down. Which I is played a little shame. bit of release, but there was no PS5 update. There was no PSVR two. Stuff, so it's like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, some news that's caused a little bit of debate is that Redfall uh, is coming out um, pretty soon. I can't remember the date exactly. But on release, it will not have uh, a performance mode. It's only going to have a quality mode in 30 frames a second. So most games in current consoles tend to release with a performance and a quality mode. So one favoring, sorry, sorry. Sure, maybe. All right. Um, one favoring frame rate and one favoring resolution. Um, and with this, they are only doing the 30 FPS mode. So performance mode is going to come uh, in a patch later on, and um, it's caused a bit of a stir because I think. People have got used to playing games in 60 frames per second. I know how much you love your faps per second. Yeah, I'm not playing that. It's I a first-person have... shooter. You don't play that in 60. Yeah. I I also like the old uh, faps per second. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, it's it's a bit strange that they have decided to do that. Um, maybe they just haven't had the time. They want to hit the... Um, they want to hit the release date... Uh, but there, there's, it's caused a bit of a debate online of people um, debating whether they want 60 frames a second or not. Uh, and it seems like a lot of people do kind of expect that now. Yeah. It's... Yeah. it's There's two things there. I mean, one of them is like, why are you patching in something like that later? Just delay it. Um, just release it as a full game when it comes out. That would be nice. And the other thing is, yeah, it's a first-person shooter... There's going to be quite fast-paced. Why is that coming out in 30 FPS? That's not acceptable. Yeah. Uh, especially when these consoles are meant to be... I mean, that, that's why I, I think Jeff Gerstmann was pointing out something, and I like him because he's as miserable as I am. And he was pointing out those, like, they were coming out with these PS5, you know, the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. These are the next, the most powerful consoles ever released, but still none of them will do 60 FPS and 4K. Like, they... They've still got these two options. You can either get performance or um, was it performance or quality? Mm. It's like, well, shouldn't why why not both? Why aren't why aren't they releasing both of those? And yes, there might be one. Then people might start thinking, oh, but I want 144 fps. Sure, whatever. But I don't know. I just think 4K 60 fps. Like, is this what the PlayStation Pros, like the PS5 Pro, is going to be then? That you'll be able to do both of them, like the PS4 Pro kind of was. I think when you go up to 60 frames per second, it's really hard to go back down again. I mean, I remember, but I I never really cared about frames per second. 
back in the day and I remember playing N64 games where they'd tank to like 10 mm. and you just crack on because that's all you knew. Um, but now we've we've got the option of 60 for in, in most games. Um, it's weird to go back to 30 again. Interesting. But, One way to really notice the difference is if you've got Splatoon 3 um, and the battle area and the matches and even the lobby area is in 60 but then the squid world is in 30 and you can like really tell as soon as you go into the lobby area you're like oh this is smooth and then when you go out it's like but i don't i don't get a i don't get the quality mode because when you're moving the camera and stuff you're not able to actually look at something clearly because it's kind of blurry not necessarily all of them having blurred stuff but you're not focusing on anything to look at oh wow i can see the details of that you know of those bricks on that house in 4k because if you've, you're moving the camera even just a slight you know, even just a slight bit, then it's going to be blurry. So it doesn't make any I sense mean, it's, for me. It's mainly for people who have an incredible 4K TV that that picture will look sharper on that TV. But so few people not if you move, have moving. those. And if you, yeah, if you're moving, it doesn't matter as much. And so few people have those that I think 60 FPS should be the standard at this point, not 30. Four, 4K, 4K is fine, I think, for games that don't have a lot of movement in them. Like 4K on a... FIFA game or whatever, or something, or a game where you, you know, like Factorio, I don't know, a game that's where there's a background that doesn't really move that often, sure. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, Power Simulator is a game that I know a lot of people here love to relax to. Mm -hmm. We both really enjoy it. That'd be good in 60 FPS. Uh, it would be. Um, Actually, is it not already? Well, I'm sure it is on PC. It's, it's pretty smooth. Uh, yeah, it was weird for me, stuttering. Um, we've already had DLC that's come out uh, for Tomb Raider and for Final Fantasy VII. Um, they've now released um, a full roadmap for the rest of the year with a lot of new content coming for free. Um, so, well, actually, I think it's a mixture of stuff. Um, but there is uh, the Muckingham Files, uh, which is the first free update, which is coming next Tuesday uh, and is adding new areas to Muckingham, which is... The base game is like the name of the area. Um, so there's more stuff coming, um, but there's even more coming for the rest of the year. Um, if you scroll down as much, um, there is there's a roadmap which includes paid DLC and free content. Um, they haven't detailed it yet, but there is more stuff coming Q2, Q3, and Q4. So yeah, lots to come from Power Wash, um, which just shows what a success that's been. Where like it was just a sort of fairly quaint game about power washing and mm. now it's got all this all these crossovers and all this new content coming like they are really pushing it so um yeah it's um it's a great one to play with more to come yes no, i enjoy it um playstation plus um they have announced the next games coming uh next month um or later this month i should say uh coming to uh, the catalog um, which is, uh, interestingly, a lot of Bethesda games, um, like Doom and Wolfenstein and stuff like that, which is interesting when that's now uh, owned by Microsoft. So just um, good, interesting timing on that. However, in the small print of the PlayStation blog, it did say that there were a couple of games that would no longer be included on PlayStation Plus. And in actuality, mm -hmm. there are over 30 games that are being taken off PlayStation Plus next month, um, which is interesting. They, they've said that it's part of a sort of normal content refresh, 
And it's something that Game Pass also does. Games leave the service and they do rotate things. So it's kind of normal. Um, but I think this is the first time we've seen so many leave at once. Um, I would imagine that part of this is that PlayStation Plus started last June. And so next next month is essentially a year. Um, so I don't know if maybe the license is up on some of these. Um, the most interesting one is Marvel Spider-Man, which has been taken off. And that is a first-party Sony game. Um, and having those in PlayStation Plus is a big draw for people to want to subscribe. And they've said that those games won't be on PlayStation Plus on day one, like they are on Game Pass. So that's fine. And it wasn't day one. It was day one of PS Plus, but it had been out ages. Um, but it's a bit weird that they're then taking those off. Um, I don't know if that is because Spider-Man 2 is coming later this year, and so they want to people to then basically buy to play the old one beforehand or focus on that. Um, Maybe Miles be, uh... Morales is, is staying on it yeah. for now. Miles Morales had um that was uh, there was like a, a double pack you could get on PS5 mm. for Miles Morales and then now it's like the the new version of Spider-Man because the PS5 version has like got a new a new look to it. Yeah. So I don't know if they'll do like another dual pack they have to buy. Maybe, but I think Sony is all about exclusives and it wants to prove that its exclusives are worth buying mm -hmm. and that's what separates it from Game Pass and, and Xbox because they just put everything on one subscription and Sony are really trying to push, well, look, we have these great exclusives. So I think it just shows that, yes, they are adding some exclusive games to PS Plus, but they're not going to be around forever. So don't wait to play them if you if you have PS Plus. Um, most of the games aren't that great in terms of these 30 that are going. So I wouldn't... It's it's not... I love... Um, Last Day of decent. June is great. See, I don't know that one. It's a very sad game. Oh. But it's great. Okay. Um, Shenmue 3 is quite a big one that's leaving. Um, Kingdom of, Come. Oh, is awful. Don't play that. Um, the Met, there's a couple of Metro games. Um, Metro 2033 and Last Light, which are leaving. Um, Balan Wonderworld. Um, yeah, Resident Evil is interesting because it is the HD remaster of the GameCube remake of the PS1 original. Um, so it's Resident Evil 1, um, which is the best one. And that's the one that's leaving, which is weird because the rest are all staying on there. Um, so I don't really know why that one's leaving. Um, the PS1 original is on there as well as the director's cut. So you can still play that. But for some reason, they're taking Resident Evil 1 HD remaster off. Or HD remake off, hmm. which is a bit strange. So um, yeah, I guess it's a lot of the other ones aren't too aren't too much of a big deal. Um, the monthly games though uh, coming soon includes Kenner Bridge of Spirits, which I know you absolutely loved. I really want to play it because I haven't got around to it yet. I've got it on. I've bought it. You could just play it. You don't have to wait for this. Yeah, but I'd rather play it on the PlayStation on the PC. Don't I have it on PC on PlayStation? No, you play it on the PC. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Um, this is just a bit of a plug for a game that I'm really excited about and I want other people to be excited about it as well um, called Stray Gods The Role-Playing Musical. Now, this has been around or announced for a little while, um, but we now have a release date, which is the 3rd of August. It's coming to PC. Um, and it's basically a musical as a game. The whole thing is sung, like 
like a musical. And we know how much I fucking love musical theatre. Um, and you you like bits of it as well. Is it? Um, please, it's all in British, right? Yes. Oh, good. Well, when you say British. Not Wicked. Or Book of Mormon. Oh, uh, well, it's it's American slash Australian team. Okay. Um, so I'm sure it will be quite American musical theatre. Um, but what is great about it is the cast and the production. So it is developed by uh, a new studio called Summerfall, which is run by David Gader. And Dragon Age fans will know David Gader because... Why are you sniggering? Just... Didn't you just go on that website when you were younger? That's Gaydar. Okay. This is Gaydar, spelled G-A-I-D-E-R. G-U-E-T-T-A. Yeah. David Gaydar. Um, he wrote... Um, Dragon Age Origins and Dragon Age 2. He also worked on Knights of the Old Republic. Um, so those are games that are big role-playing games with great stories. Um, so he is, uh, he's written this. The cast includes basically all of The Last of Us people. So Troy Baker, Ashley Johnson, Laura Bailey, Merle Dandridge. Um, they're, all, um, they're all in this game. And Troy Baker is also voice director. And what I didn't realise is that he, before he was a voice actor, uh, was lead singer of a band. And he also has an album out, which I was listening to earlier on Spotify. Oh, is um, that what it was? Yeah. I mean, it's not great. But, like, he's actually got an alright voice, which is surprising. Um, but there's loads of other people. There's a guy called Anthony Rapp, who you won't know, but he was um, he's in the Rent movie. Um, he was big in musical theatre. He's in Star Trek as well. Um, it's got some some really, really big names in this game. Um, and in terms of the music, it's written partly by Austin Wintry, who did Journey. Mm-hmm. Um, a trio of American, uh, of Australian comedians, mm-hmm. which is a bit weird. And then, and then uh, Montaigne, who uh, was Australia's Eurovision entry two years ago, mm-hmm. which did not get past the semi-final, but I loved it. Um, and uh, she is also um, a Twitch streamer, apparently, mm-hmm. which I didn't know. So basically, it's it's like a role playing game that is a that's a musical. It's about um, Greek gods and um, and and this woman in sort of modern times uh, who who sort of deals with the Greek gods. Uh, it's got an amazing cast. I'm really excited for this game. It's a pity that maybe that will you know. There's two people that comment on the article. Whereas I saw the like three hundred with the last one about what was causing the about the ray trace about the the, the redfall one, yeah. Um, but maybe it'll be one that kind of people go. Wait a minute, you need to play this. I hope so. Um, the the announcement for it was on Critical Role because a lot of the people involved in it have been on Critical Role. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's sort of got that involvement inside of it as well. So I I think it looks really cool. I'm really excited. Mm. And then. Um, earlier today, we had the third trailer for Tears of the Kingdom, mm. and we finally shown, um, uh, we've finally seen more story for for it. Um, also, whoever it was that came into your stream when you were playing Breath of the Wild and said that Tears of the Kingdom was highly anticipated. I thought I recognised that. Thank you, because it's been stolen. Um, And not even for your article. I gave it to Victoria. 
you are too generous. It made sense. It made sense. Um, Victoria has done um, a rundown of the trailer and picked it apart with lots of screenshots of things. There are lots of interesting little bits that they've now shown. Um, we finally seen Ganon, who looks very much like Demise from Skyward Sword, um, with sort of big flaming hair. Um, so we finally got to see what Ganon looks like. He's also quite hot. Just saying. Nintendo on their Twitter account shared um, concept art and there is a lot of thirst. A lot of thirst. Lockdown has dropped everyone's standards, I think. Daddy Dorf. Exactly. Um, but there are two... There are a couple of things that are very interesting. A lot of the trailer, for me, yes, it's very much about Link being the, the sort of the last line of defence, I think the quote is at some point. But there's a lot about Zelda and about her importance. Um, at the very end, it shows her holding the Master Sword. Is she pulling it out to give to Link? Is she putting it back in? The entire time it's I like, was waiting for them to do a reveal that we actually play as her a bit as well. But that never happened. Um, please do, Helios. Um, yes, I think that's the thing. Everyone's expecting Zelda to be... Um, to be uh, to be playable, and they're sort of teasing it. It's like they're literally got her holding the sword, but I still don't think she will be, uh, which is very annoying. Um, but there are two other female characters in it that look very Zelda esque, but I don't think are Zelda. Um, is this a Zonai Zelda? Is this Hylia, um, Hylia, however it's pronounced, uh, the goddess? Uh, is this like an old past version of Zelda? Is there some time traveling? I don't know. Um, but that is very interesting. Um, but they've also shown some stuff like a bit that looks like a boss. There's like a pirate ship bit in the sky. Um, there's like some really cool looking puzzles. Um, there's there's a lot of new stuff in the trailer um, that has definitely made me more excited um, for the game than, than, the, than the gameplay thing a couple of weeks ago. Um, Everyone seems to be loving the trailer. Yeah, it's had a really good reception, I think. Um, I think for me, I'm actually a bit less excited about the gameplay, the whole like fusing thing. I can see why they've done it, because it's expanding on all the experimentation that people did with Breath of the Wild. But for me, that's not necessarily what I want from a Zelda game. I, just I don't hope want that the creativity and the yeah. Minecraftiness of it. It's not really you, for me. I hope you don't have to be super creative to get certain things done. One thing I liked about the shrines in the in Breath of the Wild is like you've only got a certain amount of options to do that. Yeah. There's like arrow, there's hit, or there's like the four or five, whatever, like different kind of um, weapon or um, abilities. Mm. Like you know you're going to need just one of those. You don't. You're not going to need to make a giant block with wheels and a sail at the top to get from one place to another via land and sea. You know, you can... Yeah. I'm excited to see what people achieve in Tears of the Kingdom by doing all this fusing, but I don't want it to be mandatory that you have to do all that because that, for me, I'm, I'm just not super fussed by it. So I think when people saw the gameplay a couple of weeks ago, it was like, oh, okay, well, it's kind of more of the same, but a little bit different, but fine. And then they've shown this. And for me, this is what's got me excited about it because it's the story implications of of of, of this game. It's It feels like they are going a lot heavier with story than they did in Breath of the Wild. I mean, I mean you're replaying it. You can see how little story there is in it. Really, story. Apart from some flashbacks. It feels like with this, they're going much 
much heavier with story, which personally I'm really excited about because that's what I like. Um, for me, my my theory is that there are a lot of um, similarities or parallels or references to Skyward Sword. Um, motion controls. Not motion controls. Um, but the symbol of Tears of the Kingdom is the Ouroboros, which is the two dragons eating each other, which symbolizes eternity and cycles. And my thinking of this is that Skyward Sword is like the first game in the timeline and Breath of the Wild is the very last one in the timeline. And I feel like this as a sequel is going to tie back to um, Skyward Sword. It feels like they are looking into like the origins of who is Link and who is Zelda. A lot of the story seems to tie in with that. Ganon looks very Demise-esque from Skyward Sword. There's lots of parallels in terms of the floating and the Sky Islands and stuff. I think that it's going to tie back into that and it's going to sort of create the timeline as like a circle. Because the whole point of Zelda is that it cycles. It's it, There's always Link, there's always Zelda, there's always Ganon. They always come back. Every game has that. And I think that they're sort of playing on that and creating this idea of a sort of completed cycle of uh, of what's happened. So that's my theory of sort of how this is going to tie together. But I'm very excited to see more mm. and to finally play it. This is only the third trailer that they've had, mm. which is pretty wild that we've gone all this time with only three trailers and a bit, oh, and a bit one, of gameplay. Yeah, the gameplay was. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But yeah. What did, did you enjoy it? Yeah. It was a trailer for a game coming out soon. I don't get excited about trailers. I told you this earlier. Like The announcements are cool and then I know it's coming out, but I don't really care about it. Like Death Stranding 2... As was announced, very excited. If they said there's going to be a trailer, there's going to be like a, a deep dive into the story and stuff next week. Like, cool, all right, sure. I want to play it. I don't really want to watch clips of it. Mm. I don't. I just don't care. Moni's saying, do you reckon future games then will always be somewhere between Skyward Sword and Tears of the Kingdom? I mean, I, the the timeline is so loose anyway in all honesty that I think you can slot a lot of things in any uh, in those places but I'd also say maybe cycles are made to be broken so maybe the whole point of this is that things are a cycle and maybe they need to not be and maybe it gets broken and maybe you can go off elsewhere I don't know so I, I don't think I don't think Nintendo ever made Zelda thinking there was a timeline and I feel like they've sort of shoehorned that in but now people take that as canon. I think they're now trying to play with expectations of that a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to play it. I I am in some ways more excited about Final Fantasy 16 um, coming up. Um, just because for me that's, yes, it's the Final Fantasy series. But it's a new game. It's 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 an original take on whatever they're trying to do. Whereas Zelda still feels like it's an extension of Breath of the Wild. So I'm just slightly less enthused by it. But I still cannot wait to play this next month. Um, and um, yeah, I'm I'm very, very excited. Which reminds me, I need to book a day off. Kind of need to, yeah, book the week off for this. I kind of wish, yeah, this came out after Final Fantasy. Because I'd love to just kind of get completely lost in Final Fantasy for a month and play it and experience the story and then just chill with this for ages. Would be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. Um, yeah, that's, be, that is the last um, of the headlines. Zelda I did was pre- the big I game this week. Have pre-ordered the special edition. Of course, 
And I might also buy the digital version as well, because then I can play it at midnight. I'm also going to buy my own version so that we can just sit and play it separately. So that on the day that comes out, we can both sit in separate rooms and not talk to each other and I'll... just sit and play Zelda. <laughs> well, I'm off on the Friday. I've booked the Friday off, so I will be very much doing a midnight stream and then a full day stream on the Friday once I've woken up and then Saturday and Sunday probably. So yeah. expect, yeah, if you're watching me doing my Breath of the Wild playthrough now and you want more of it in the future, then, uh, yeah, you're going to get it. Nice. Final Fantasy will be back, though. And also there will be Final Fantasy 16 on stream. Yes. Hmm. Well, we'll find out more about that in a bit. Yeah, we will. In half an hour. Hmm. We haven't timed this particularly well. <laughs> Yeah, so shall we uh, wrap it up? Let's. Where can people find you, Ben? Go to biggestbenners.com. All the links are on there. Great. Yeah. Uh, and you can find me at ed underscore knights on Twitch and on Twitter. Uh, also go to swappingjoysticks.com uh, for all the links of our the previous links. previous podcasts. Um, also link to YouTube where you can see our quick looks and also previous podcasts. Mm. Um, and we will be back next Thursday. Uh, after a nice rest and a holiday mm. um, and we'll be back to talk about more of what we've been playing and what's in the news mm, we will nice. so we'll see you stick around if you're if you're watching on Twitch because we will continue with Final Fantasy otherwise we will see you all next time keep swapping The stop recording button is not working.